0: Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Hapraset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau.
1: Hi, I'm Mark, and tonight I'm here with Pastor Lau to discuss speaking in tongues. How are you doing this evening, Pastor Lau?
0: Very good. Thank you for spending time with me.
1: Thank you very much. Um, Our care group had a few questions about speaking in tongues, so I've compiled a list here of about 12, 13 questions. Would you mind answering them for us?
0: I don't mind. It's a very interesting subject.
1: Perfect. Okay. Um, One of our first questions was, should we be forcing people to speak in tongues?
0: Mm, Very good question. Actually, speaking in tongue should be flowing from the believer because the Holy Spirit is working in that person. The Christian who speak in tongue just yield to the Holy Spirit. And that's why the Holy Spirit speaks through his mouth and his tongue. We should not force anybody to start speaking in tongue. Okay,
1: okay. So um, does it mean that if they don't speak in tongues, are they does it mean that they don't have the Holy Spirit?:
0: Hmm, Another good question. When anybody is born again, the Holy Spirit will come inside his spirit, he will dwell in the spirit of that born-again person. And that indwelling of the Holy Spirit is a guarantee of his salvation. It means that he become a child of God. So every believer has the Holy Spirit on the inside. But there will be one point for that person or any Christian that he will receive the infilling or the baptism with the Holy Spirit. And when that happens, the sign of baptism with the Holy Spirit is speaking in tongue. Let me read some scripture okay. to really show the truth regarding baptism of the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 4, that is the first time that the early church disciples received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You need to understand that before that, they were born again already. They already had the Holy Spirit on the inside of them because in John chapter 20, the Bible says, Jesus breathed the Holy Spirit on them. That's before he went up to heaven. And after that, on the day of Pentecost, the Bible says, Acts 2, 1, 2, 4, on the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven, like the rolling of mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. When the Bible talks about filled with the Holy Spirit, or being baptized with the Holy Spirit. The Bible used the word on, because come upon, not inside, but come upon. And everyone present was filled. Now they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. And later on, if you study the book of Acts chapter 10, verses 44 to 46, Acts chapter 19, verses 1 to 7, every time the believers in the early church received the infilling of the Holy Spirit, they spoke in tongues. So speaking in tongues happened the first time when a believer is filled or baptized with the Holy Spirit. It's a sign of being filled with the Holy Spirit.
1: Oh, I see. Thank you, Pastor Lau. Um, Is there a way that we can guide someone who's Hasn't spoken in tongues before to speak in tongues? Mm. Is there any strategies involved with that?
0: Okay. I have been a pastor for more than 30 years and have seen all kinds of ways that people do. Sometimes the believer will encourage a brand new believer to speak in tongues by asking that person to mimic the language the older believers speak. But after... What do you mean by By mimic? Mimicking by say okay, if I say, la, pao, to, something like that, you speak like me. Oh, okay. Which is more like a forcing the person to speak like another person. But many, many years of experiences, the Holy Spirit taught me how to help people to speak in tongue. And there are three factors. Number one, if the person has no background of the Bible at all and come to you with a lot of question and doubt and very fearful of being filled with the Holy Spirit, I recommend that you teach the Bible first, explain the scripture regarding speaking in tongue. Why, how, everything, because the Word of God will build faith and take away the fear from that person. So in my church, I usually teach new believers the lesson baptism with the Holy Spirit first. And the second thing is that you need to really have faith. So both the person who receive and the person who lay hand on or encourage another person to be filled with the Holy Spirit must have faith. Faith will draw the Holy Spirit into the person, upon the person. So you encourage the person to have faith. And number three, you really need to have the anointing. Because this is the work of the Holy Spirit, not man-made, not manipulation. So you really ask God Spirit to come, and the anointing must be there. And when you are sure that these all three things happen, then you just tell the person who received the baptism of the Holy Spirit to open his mouth and make some noise out of his mouth, and then God is the one who who move the tongue of that person. Oh, I see. You don't tell person to come up with the language first. You start to make some voice first, some noise out of your vocal cord. Move your lips. God never forces us to speak. We need to speak, but God gives the language. And so you tell the person to speak up, and then God will move the tongue. And this happened to me every time. Sometimes when you help, New believers who are so hungry and have no church background, never have any doubt about this. Or they want everything from God. Very easy. You don't even have to teach the Bible. You lay hand. They just open their mouth and speak in tongue. Actually, that what happened to me. I went to a meeting and a pastor lay hand on me. I did not understand about speaking in tongue at all, but I was so hungry. And suddenly, the Holy Spirit move in me, and I opened my mouth and spoke in tongue that day. So I was in that category. I did not study the Bible, but wow. I was so hungry. Yeah.
1: Let's see. Um, so what's the difference between being touched by the Holy Spirit and being filled with the Holy Spirit, Pastor? Mm,
0: okay. There are many words that we use in our Christian walk regarding the Holy Spirit such as being filled, being touched, being revived, being anointed. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit all the time. That's mm-hmm. what Paul said in Ephesians. So we should be filled all the time. To be filled means God come upon us and filled our cup to run over, to have the Holy Spirit all over our life, so that we can go out to minister to people. Okay. We are filled so that we can go out to bless other people. But the word touch is more on the receiving side. You are touched by him. He may touch you to heal you. He may touch you to give you more faith. He may touch you to give you some revelation or prophetic word. He may touch you to expel demons out of you. So the word touch means the Holy Spirit will come and do something to you to help you to move to the next level. To be filled mean to
1: received, so that you can go out to help other people. Okay, thank you, Pastor Lau. Um, so, what's the difference between the gift of tongues and speaking in tongues? Mm, okay, this is a big
0: confusion in the churches and in the body of Christ. Let me read a few scripture so that we will see that what we are sharing today. Come from the basis of the scripture first, okay? I don't want to give my own idea. Speaking in tongue, not only that we see in the book of Acts for the early church disciples, but we see that from the mouth of Jesus himself in Mark chapter 16, verse 17, this is what Jesus said. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. In other words, a new language that you never learned before. So Jesus said, Believers will speak in tongues. That's what he said. There are many scriptures that Paul wrote in the book of Corinthians. First Corinthians chapter 12, First Corinthians chapter 13, and First Corinthians chapter 14. These three chapters specifically talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, talk about the manifestation of the Holy Spirit through you to the be believers, to help other people. So the context of First Corinthians is about the gift. Okay, the first time you speak in tongue because you were filled with the Holy Spirit. That's the first time you were filled with the Holy Spirit. But after that, after you know how to speak in tongue, or you receive that gift or that blessing from God, the grace from God to speak in tongue, after that you can... Use the tongue for different reason. I give you example in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 to 10. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given, now talk about the gift, to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. Prophecy means speaking from the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. To another, discerning of spirit. To another, different kinds of tongue. So, this is the gift now. This is not speaking in tongue because you will feel with the Holy Spirit. And different kinds of tongue. And to another, the interpretation of tongues. So, in other words this part of the Bible talk about the gift that you are used by God the Holy Spirit speak through you prophecy means you speak by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit in your own language or the language you know but different kinds of tongue is the Holy Spirit speak to you to other people to other people in the area of prophetic to other people by Speaking in tongues definitely that one need interpretation. If the listener and you yourself don't understand, and sometimes the interpretation may be in you, you interpret your own tongue, the, mm-hmm. the tongue that you speak. But sometimes other people interpret. That is for other people. It's a gift to profit other people. Okay. And again, in First Corinthians chapter twelve, mentioned about the gift of varieties of tongue in. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 28. So, you can see it's speaking in tongues as an initial sign of being baptized with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongue as the gift that is used in the congregation to bless other people, to speak to other people as a prophetic word in the meeting. And that is more like on the gifting side. You speak to other people. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, The Bible say in 1 Corinthians 14, verses 1 to 6, pursue love and desire spiritual gift. So that is the manifestation of God through you to bless other people, especially that you may prophesy. You speak by the Holy Spirit to other people. For he who speak in tongue, now the context is about speaking in the meeting, speaking in the big group of people in the worship time or the worship meeting or prayer meeting. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the Spirit, he speaks mystery. Now Paul starts to mix between speaking in tongue as a prophecy and speaking in tongue just to speak to God. So now we come to the third kind of speaking in tongue. Speaking in tongue to God, not to the congregation. Not as a prophecy. So when you speak to God, what does it mean, speak to God? It means pray. You pray to God. And sometimes your brain is so limited. You don't know what to pray. The Holy Spirit will pray through your mouth that you don't understand. But that language speaks directly to God. You pray to God in tongue, which is a mystery you don't understand. And actually, that is recorded in the book of Romans. I read to you, Romans 8, verses 26 to 27. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray when we don't know what to pray. For as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings, which means speaking in tongue, which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So now we can see three things. Baptism with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongue, to speaking in tongue as a prophecy to the congregation, but with interpretation, and speaking in tongue as a prayer language to God. You don't know what to pray. You just keep praying in tongues. Okay,
1: yeah. um, earlier you mentioned interpretation of tongues. When when should we be doing that?
0: Okay, interpretation of tongues is used when you speak word of prophecy to somebody, okay. to the congregation, or to a group of people. Because if you don't interpret, they don't understand you. So you need to interpret the prophecy in the tongue language. And that's mentioned in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, you need to understand that in the church in Corinth, even though there were so many manifestations of the Spirit, of the gifts, so strong, but because they were immature, they were kind of baby Christian. Mm-hmm. So they used the gift in the congregation and in the meeting in the very immature way. People pop up and speak in tongues everywhere. They just... Person speak in tongue, another person speak in tongue, everybody started to prophesy in tongue and no one understood them. So Paul needed to write this letter to help them to practice or to use the gift in the right way. Let me read to you First Corinthians chapter 14: 22 to25. therefore tongues are for a sign, not to those who believe, but to unbelievers. but prophesying prophesying means speaking your own language. Is not for unbelievers, but for those who believe. Therefore, if the whole church comes together in one place, this is a worship meeting, mm-hmm. and all speak with tongues, there come in those who are uninformed or unbelievers. Will they not say that you are out of your mind? So the unbeliever or the people who did not understand subject of speaking in tongues will be confused and say, are you crazy? What are you talking about? But if all prophesied, speaking in the language of human, an unbeliever, and uninformed person comes in. He is convinced by all. He is convicted by all. And thus the secrets of his heart are revealed. And so falling down on his face, he repented. He will worship God and report that God is truly among you. So in conclusion, in this scripture, I mean if you prophesy in the human language, everyone understand. Everyone get blessed. But if you speak in tongue, somebody needs to interpret because the unbeliever and some weak believers may not understand or the guests to the church, and they will think that you're crazy. You need to interpret. But when you interpret, the listener will be in awe. Wow, this is a sign for the unbeliever. One time in a church, a pastor was speaking in tongue, and then the unbelievers who came from Israel heard him speaking in Hebrews, and they got saved. Wow. In my church many years ago, I was speaking in tongue on the pulpit, and a Thai student heard me speaking in Thai. So she got saved that day. Wow. So that's why the Bible says tongues are the sign for the unbelievers. Okay. Make them like, Wow. This is miracle. But they need to understand what you
1: yeah, talk about, um, otherwise yeah, they yeah, think you're crazy. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, Pastor, so you, you, you might have mentioned it earlier, but is, is there a difference between praying in tongues and prophesying in tongues? How, how can you tell with what you're doing?
0: Okay. The person who speaks in tongues must know himself that this is personal prayer language, talking to God directly. You may be standing in the service, and then the Holy Spirit is moving in you to either worship, singing in tongues, or praying in tongues to God quietly yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't go to the microphone because this, this, this is between you and God. Or if the Holy Spirit work in you, now I want you to talk to the whole congregation. Then you ask the permission from the pastor to grab the microphone or speak in public to people. Definitely at that time either you must interpret or somebody must interpret in the meeting. When you speak to other people, must mm-hmm. follow by interpretation. So the Holy Spirit will tell the person who is speaking in tongue. Is a personal prayer or is a prophecy.
1: Oh I see. But
0: not everybody has the gift of speaking in tongue as a prophecy. Not everybody, only some. Okay. But every believer can speak in tongue as a prayer language. That is the difference.
1: Okay, so you just have to you just have to pretty much consult the Holy Spirit to know if it's your flesh or if it's really something the Holy Spirit wants you to speak out.
0: That's right. You need to yield to the Holy Spirit. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Um when, when someone is speaking in tongues to the congregation, is it always prophetic then?
0: If it's from the Holy Spirit, if not from the, the flesh. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. Prophetic, okay. yes.
1: So um, if you're an audience member and you're trying to receive, how do you interpret the preacher if the preacher is speaking in tongues?
0: So if there is no interpretation, that speaking in tongue may be just a prayer language of the pastor himself to God, okay. but because he has a microphone on his body so everyone can hear. I heard, I heard that sometimes some preacher come up and start to pray to God in tongue, but it's not prophecy. So I will just pray in tongue along with him and seek God and flow with the Holy Spirit. Okay. But if he look at the congregation and prophesies to you, then he need to interpret or somebody else need to come to the microphone to interpret. So you need to see the context of what's going on in the meeting.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. Um, but... When someone's prophesying on stage, there's a danger to that, right? Like, what if they're? How, how do you know if they're delivering false prophecy? Um, Some is, is is there something you can do in that situation?
0: Okay, um, the Bible say that we need to kind of judge or discern the prophecy. The Bible clearly say that we need to really judge or discern the prophecy because. Some prophecies, uh, so-called prophetic words, may come from the flesh or even sometimes come from demonic voices. So we need to really judge the words that people say. That's why I don't recommend the believers in the church to prophesize on each other in a personal level. You need some witnesses to judge the prophecy. Okay, now. Let me try to give the application or practical point here. If it's a real prophecy, it must come from the Holy Spirit. Yes. Is that right? Mm-hmm. You have the Holy Spirit. I have the Holy Spirit too. We need to discern in our spirit. The Holy Spirit is in our spirit and discern that that prophecy come from God or not. The Holy Spirit will tell us. Number two, the words of prophecy must not contradict the Bible and must not contradict the character of God. Mm-hmm. If somebody come up and start to scold on people and judge people, condemn people on the stage and say this is a prophecy, I don't think that that is from God because God never condemned anybody in public. That is not the character of God. I've seen sometime in the YouTube, people come up to the microphone and start to prophesy, and the whole thing is out of the Bible. So I would just... Ignore, I don't want to hear that. Mm -hmm. And not only that, when you heard the word of prophecy, you put on the shelf and you see that, is that from God? If it's from God, it's going to come. In other words, the way I live my life, I don't go by word of prophecy Mm. because people can make mistakes telling me to do something. i rather go by what the word of God says and to I need to check my heart because I have the Holy Spirit too. One time, many years ago, a lady claimed to be a prophet in my church and came to me and said, Pastor, last night God gave me a word of prophecy to you. I say, what? You need to pack up your luggage, quit your job and go to Japan. I look at her eyes and I think, if that is the case, God will speak to me too. Word of prophecy must be confirmed by God in your own life. You cannot live your life by depending on somebody tell you what to do. So I recommend you put on the shelf, seek God, and see what God leads you. Don't follow the word of prophecy like that.
1: Okay, so um, what if you have someone like the example that you gave who who, who is delivering false prophecies, how do you approach that situation as a pastor or maybe even as a care group leader? How do you give do you do you bring them aside? Do you do you just bring them out of the church already? Or what's the process with that?
0: Okay. Let me read a few scripture to you. In Matthew 24, 24 say, For false prophets of false Christ will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. Matthew seven, fifteen say Beware of false prophets who come to you in cheap clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. So people can show up, look like a Christian, but they are not. They are the wolf. They are sent by Satan. Acts chapter 20, verse 29. For I know this, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock, so the Bible already warns us that in any church in the world the devil gonna send the wolf in in the form of a sheep or even a form of shepherd but false shepherd. Mm. So you need to discern. Okay. Now when people prophesy, or teach or something, you have to differentiate between weak cheap that's still immature, still learning and growing. If that is the case, you just pull that person aside, teach them how to follow the word, follow the Holy Spirit. If that person is is a real chief, he or she will listen to you and improve and change. And you don't want to condemn that person because you teach your congregation that you don't live by prophecy. When people say something, you judge by looking at the word or Mm -hmm. listen to the Holy Spirit. Or you can say, you know, please look at the Bible together or something like that. You don't condemn people in, in public. But if the Spirit tells you this is the wolf, it's a different thing. People come in and give word of prophecy that is not from God. It's from demon. You know that that is the wolf. You need to pull that person aside and correct first. Warn them. And if they still act like, I don't care, I'm going to continue to do this. Then the next step, you bring two or three people. Matthew, you remember Matthew, Mm -hmm. say that, Matthew 18. You bring two or three people to confront again. If they don't listen, then you bring to the whole church and say we need to ask you to leave the church because you are causing big damage by bringing false prophecy to our church. So you deal with either immature people or the real wolf. You have to discern which one.
1: Well, I think that's all the questions that I have for tonight, Pastor Lau. Thank you very much for your time.
0: Thank you very much. It's so good to understand the Word of God. And this is a very important subject and many Christians don't fully understand. Thank you so much, too, for asking all these important and very common questions regarding speaking in tongues. Thank you so much. Thank you. God bless you.
1: So or...